0: Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinsick, powered by BetSperts.
1: Welcome to The Deep Dive. Andy and I were just uh, going back and forth on a little Cincinnati Masters talking about uh, <laughs> Yuji Sugita. Real quick, Sugita, the Cincinnati kid, he was 7-4 and four a lifetime at the Cincinnati Masters. 4-15 and 15 otherwise. In, all in
0: Masters events?
1: In Masters, yeah, Masters events, yeah. That'll happen.
0: I mean, some yeah. some people have a place they like to play. I don't know. Tennis
1: Everybody, has been rough this week, man. Not winning much. Don't like it. Right <laughs> for the U.S. The, Open. The, women, yeah, the women's set is a little bit
0: more reasonable. Honestly, the Chicago tournament has been a little more profitable than freaking cincinnati ready for the big one ready for uh flushing um speaking of flushing yeah. that's the end we're gonna, end of the we're gonna talk, talk about to the poop the game today we're that's gonna talk about this... the poop game oh shit. yeah we it's, are Bengals, oh yes browns cleveland that was yeah. before we get to either team best game of the year my favorite game my pro a regular season game Maybe one of the most memorable regular season games I've ever watched. I'm trying to think of something that was better in the right. Like
1: there's been some great Rams chiefs. Rams chiefs. Uh, That was pretty good. That was a lot of fun. Honestly, there's uh, been some great Patriots chiefs. A couple of those ones, like the Brady and Mahomes head to head was pretty freaking amazing in the regular season.
0: Some, Um, some Rogers late, late game heroics. Was Phil Mary a playoff game? yes yeah I, I couldn't remember i feel like there were so many of those that year when we had some rough issues but yeah the most fun i can remember just i was just stuck to the TV on that one. Like, so what's good. gonna happen next? The the fourth down, it's like, oh my god, that's Lamar's music. He's he comes coming out of the, the tunnel. tunnel, he's coming yeah. out of the tunnel. That was awesome. McSorley
1: got hurt, and you're like, Oh, what do we do now? And it was yeah. Lamar coming back out of the tunnel.
0: Yeah, it's fourth down. The, their backup just got hurt. What what's gonna happen? It was like scripted, it was awesome. The Browns and the Ravens went to the playoffs. At some books, they are co-favorites. Um, we actually ah. looked at a few places and The consensus is the Ravens are favored slightly most of the places I looked. For now. Yeah, for now. Uh, We'll get into that later, but we will start with the Browns. And did you – just quick question because I have a lot of hot takes. Uh, Not even hot. I just have a lot to say about last season. What were your overarching thoughts of the 2020 season for Cleveland? They got themselves a coach. I think that's, yeah, long-term, that's the biggest part. Like, yeah. the, it was very exciting for the fan base, who is a long-suffering fan base. Nobody can use that term better than them. I'm not right. sure in any of the major sports, honestly. Maybe, see, it's been a long time since the Mariners made the
1: playoffs, man. But the Browns, yeah. the Browns you 3 I'll give you three. Had, I'll, give you three. I'll give you three. Three okay. takeaways. They got themselves a coach. Stefanski is the guy. For sure. Baker might be the guy. And he get a he got a playoff win which is big. Now he's he's not going to have to face the monkey on his back questions about the playoff win, uh, won his first-ever playoff appearance, which is always good to see a guy come through in that moment. Uh, And then number three, uh, it was clear and obvious what their issues were to be addressed in the offseason, in my opinion. Like, there was no ambiguity. Pass defense. Fix it. And I think I, that was kind of the, you know, I, I came out away from the season with uh, that was a very successful year for the Browns, uh, obviously making the playoffs, winning a playoff game. Um, and uh, especially with the rookie head coach, all of that I thought was, uh, was, was a huge success for them. Great year for them.
0: Yeah, I looked at it. And again, I 100% agree, especially the coaching thing. That's such a massive thing that find your, finding your coach, finding your quarterback, finding your offensive scheme, Three biggest keys to getting it done long term. They definitely have the coach. They probably have the quarterback. I love the scheme, but I looked at the season as a a massive success. They made the playoffs. They won the playoff game against a hated rival in kind of hilarious fashion. They really kind of pushed Kansas City. Uh, you know that final score probably wasn't as close as that indicated, but they pushed Kansas City. I thought that was a really good game, and, and really what do you they want
1: to talk about, about that game now?
0: We, we we will let's talk about that game a little later because I have just when I actually dug in to the season, it felt like they kind of screwed up a little. And it, it, it I'm not screwed it, up, but it it could have won that game. It was yeah, they could have won that game. They could have won, and it was like this, the regular season was kind of messy. Like it was really it's like oh all you think about is like man they finally made the playoffs. The Browns won the p- playoff game. Then you look back. I mean, it's like it's like you got this beautiful steak dinner and with like fingerling potatoes and that looks great and all but then you dig it like do you really want to dig in and like watch the cow get killed or go out to Idaho and watch that guy fill out farm subsidy forms and shit like if you watch how that season was made and go back there it's like this was messy like the, the wind for like a month all those games with all the yeah. wind the, the Raiders game the Jets game where they didn't have any receivers, they did yeah. a playoff game without any coaches. Like the fact that the fact that this season had – and maybe this is – honestly, what I'm saying is probably a positive for this team. What they went through with, you know, just stupid weather at home, there's some COVID problems in the regular season and in the playoffs, losing OBJ in week seven was the ACL – the fact that they did what they did, I think uh, it's, you know, I think we litigated the coach of the year a little too much. Honestly, it's like, that was Stefanski's no doubter. Like Buffalo had a lot higher expectations, I feel like. So what he did, especially in his first season, kudos to Stefanski. But yeah, just uh, the same things I th- said yesterday, and this kind of harkens back to everything we said about the NFC North when we were talking about this year we're like hey this you know the vikings have a tough schedule the lions have a tough schedule the everybody has a tough schedule Like the schedules are semi-aligned that's how it works with who you play in other divisions that's eight of your games last year i said a lot of my Steelers bet was based on an easy schedule as well as some other things both of these teams had super easy schedules last year too yeah like that's why we got we got three playoff teams out of this division it wasn't just that it was a combination of good teams, good quarterback play, good coaching, and, but yeah, they had easy schedules, and the funny thing is, if you look at the implied strength of schedules this year, yeah, the, the AFC North doesn't have it that much tougher. No. Like they it, they it gotta play just, each other, but that's it. Yeah, that's pretty much it, so yeah. play, being a first-place schedule sucks for, you know, Pittsburgh. Like, they gotta play some first-place teams, but, like, Cleveland and Baltimore, If uh, I don't know what these numbers are to make the playoffs, but they should be, they should probably be higher. Like the, the, between the schedule and how these guys have set
1: themselves up for long term, it's, I think we're in real good shape down here in the, uh, the old mistake by the lake. You know what? The major takeaway I took away from all that you just said was you need context to evaluate 2020 and what it was. Mm-hmm. And I've heard a lot of people broad brush their 2020 season without the context. And every time I hear it, 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 my gut reaction is to get mad, but then I actually get happy because there is there are some people who refuse to believe that the Browns are legit, and they point to stuff that typically is a good indicator of why you don't want to necessarily buy into the success of a team the pre-prior season, but I don't think a lot of their points are relevant. And you're right, it was messy. But guess what? Of course your season is going to be messy when you have a dumpster fire of a secondary. Of course it is.
0: Yeah, you <laughs> had a nice point on that too. It's good to know like, and you know, bad teams have, when we talk about the Jags or the Jets, like this team has a million holes. Here's the ones they tried to fill this year. It's nice when you you get to this point where it's like, all right, we have something we're going to absolutely focus on this off season. We need to address this to take the next step. And I mean, you nailed it. The, the secondary was it. Some good, uh, a good piece or two, but yeah, the secondary was pretty far down the list.
1: Yeah, and I guess I want to point to a couple of games specifically and kind of talk through them. Uh, their season opener was, was a disaster. Uh, they go at the Ravens, they were like six point dogs, the and them, yeah. they were not ready for that game at all, um, and it was an embarrassment. Uh, and and this was kind of a theme, like they had when they when they had some stinkers last year they really stunk (laughs) like it was there was no ambiguity about their stinkers um when they came out and were unprepared they performed poorly um and i'm looking right at that ravens game i'm looking at that uh first Steelers game i'm looking at that raiders game uh the ravens Steelers, and raiders games all in the first half of the season they just came out and were not ready to play uh and on the flip side people are like well they were really lucky they won a lot of one score games and if you mm-hmm. consider those 50-50s then you know their their record wasn't quite as good as the 11 and 5 that you that you see in the standings well i would also say that some of these quote unquote one score games were not really one score even some of the you know the the beat a absolute couple, beat the couple losses probably yeah Couple, yeah, right. A couple, a couple of their losses where they just lost by gobs. Uh, you know, they, you know, they were out of it by halftime. They were they were running a lot of garbage time stuff. They weren't really trying to get back into it. Uh, and a couple of their wins, um, you know, what I thought were uh, there was a lot of garbage time scoring. By uh, you know, the the key example of this, I think, really is their uh, week thirteen win against the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, they won forty one thirty five in that game. And if you look at that game and you say, well, that was a lucky win. It was one score. They were lucky to win that one. I got news for you. That was an absolute ass-kicking by the Browns. There was no, no question that they were the better team in that game. In fact, they were up 38-7 at halftime of that game. And you can say, well, if you're up that much, why is it end up being a one-score game? And the answer is the same because – teams could throw their way back into contention against this team. <laughs> That's, <laughs> the problem. That's the problem
0: with the bad yeah. secondary.
1: Yeah. You want to know why the, the Seahawks weren't a lot of coin flip games over the last couple of years? Because they're secondary stunk. You want to know why the, uh, the Atlanta Falcons continue to blow second half leads, fourth quarter leads? It's because they're secondary stunk. Like there is a common theme. If you don't have an ability to cover uh, second and third wide receivers, when a team goes into desperation mode, every down is a passing down. You have one of two ways of getting off the field. If you're the defense, you either have strong coverage or you have a good pass rush. And the Browns had one guy capable of rushing, rushing the passer in Miles Garrett, and he did a capable job. He had a great season. Um, He missed some time because of COVID. But otherwise, he had a very, very solid season. Top five among all defensive players by my grades. Uh, At the same time, though, he's one man (laughs) and one man doesn't make a defense. One man does not make a defense. So it was pretty straightforward. Uh, you know, what to expect out of this team. I don't think any of us really saw them as the sixth seed in the playoffs and thought this team could, you know, they could put a couple wins together. They could go to the Super Bowl. It was kind of like a, no, oh, it's only a matter of time. Somebody's going to hang a, just an absolute bananas number on them and they're not going to be, you know, they're they're not going to uh, uh, advance. And, you know, we get to the, you know, I, I don't want to go too in, deep, in depth with what happened with the Browns over the course of the season. There was some. Some wild stuff. Obviously, the loss to the Jets because their entire receiving core was out was <laughs> was unfortunate. Well, and that, that's that's um, the
0: counterpoint to the the one score games. It's like, well, let's say they lose a couple of those one score games, like losing to the Raiders because of the you know just the game getting thrown into a blender because it was played in a tornado, yes. and then losing to the Jets because of the COVID stuff. The yeah. and honestly, the final game, like if that game meant anything, I think the Browns. Even if if Pittsburgh starts their starters, all of them in week seventeen, and the game actually meant something, that game could have been t- that was a that was like watching a preseason game. Yeah, it was a it was a really weird game, honestly. Because it's like, does does either team care right now? Like the the playoff matchups are almost halfway set, and yeah, that, it was honestly one of the weirdest years for a team that if you just want to look at it again from ten thousand feet, it's like eleven and five playoff team. There we go.
1: Yeah, okay. Let's break down some more, of the, uh, some more of the 2020 season before we talk about their playoff run. C- Stefanski, you nailed it. Coach of the year, no doubter. Concepts he brought to the table were all absolute plus EV football. Everything we know and understand about how you run a game in terms of give your team a tactical advantage on the offensive side of the ball, sequencing your plays, pass heavy early on early downs to gain a lead, Lean on your strength, which was your offensive line and your running game, to put away a lead. Um, it was all—it was all just a masterclass of solid coaching. Uh, I don't think that was fluky whatsoever. Uh, Baker Mayfield's performance also not fluky. He had a very, very solid, uh, you know, overall statistical performance: twenty-six touchdowns to eight interceptions. The interceptions, his prior year, really brought—you know—he came undone in a couple of games. Um, on the basis of his interceptions took them completely out of games unglued and he 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 kept it together this year and i think a lot of that was you can point to there is a specific reason why baker mayfield was good baker mayfield last year and i think you probably know the answer to this honestly besides the coaching like he was pretty
0: bad under pressure yeah you can you can coach your way out of that by calling yeah. different plays where you don't allow the pass rush to get to him, And the fact is, their offensive line is better. It's probably- Their pass pro was yeah, good. Their pass pro was really, <laughs> really good. If Baker's yeah. not pressured, he's a high-end quarterback. And really yeah. the pressure thing, it, again, if you're this coaching staff, and I feel like this coaching staff is smart, they realize like, Baker still sucks under pressure, and we need to work on that. Like, if you're working on anything with Mr. Mayfield this offseason, it's figuring out how he can improve his decision-making, his footwork, his movement, his everything when he is under pressure. Because if he adds that to his game, yeah, he's like, he's, his ceiling's the top five quarterback. Mm-hmm. If he yep. if he sucks and struggles when he gets someone in his face like he has, it's you know it's not as good, and this team maybe can't realize how to take the next step.
1: EPA per dropback for Baker Mayfield with no pressure, 0.32 per pass. Number nine in the NFL. It's pretty good. In in the conversation with the uh um, you know, with the Russell Wilsons and the Dak Prescott's of the league, right? Uh under pressure, Baker Mayfield minus 0.51, number 24 in the league, in the conversation with the Daniel Joneses and the Andy Daltons. So Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde under pressure, clean pocket. And the offensive line was a huge point of emphasis for the Browns heading into 2020 on top of finding a good coach. And they hit on both. I thought they did a great job of populating that offensive line with players who could play. Center was great. Uh, uh, Wyatt Teller out of nowhere had an all pro season by my numbers um was he he might he might have actually been an all pro uh they they bring in jack conklin from tennessee that guy can ball they draft jedrick wills um from bama i think bama right and yeah that not you know he's no worse maybe or but he's in the conversation he's no becton maybe he's in the conversation better than uh the first guy that got drafted by gettleman right um yeah and uh i would say uh, Andrew Thomas, right? Gen- the genericest. That's, that's the, generic- the one I can't ever think of his name. Yeah, super, super generic. They're all W's um, except him,
0: I feels like. Yeah. yeah. Willis we're, 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 right. is good. Conklin, yet yeah. Con- the, the right side, pretty solid. Center, yeah. Center, Betonio is, uh, you know, I, I, th- I think you can probably not go out on a limb and say this at the end of this year, it could be the best offensive line. Like, Floor is yeah, floor top floor is you know just outside the top five if they have somebody, they stay you know, healthy in, in, if they injuries is, you can't ever just go with oh if they all get hurt they'll be really bad well no shit like if they all stay healthy it's it's still it's a top five a line and yeah that's that's what you need with a a Baker Mayfield and we haven't but, even talked about mm-hmm. like the running backs are fucking really good too. This is, they have a lot of pieces. It's just, I don't know if it's just so anchored in our brain that like, when you see a team in orange, they're not supposed to be good.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, we're going to, we're going to shatter some priors this year on the, uh, on the color association, I think. Um, Okay. So offensive line was amazing. Coaching was amazing. They get to the playoffs. They absolutely. um come out with the hair on fire against the Steelers. Um, Everything went wrong with, for the Steelers. That was their, they, they, yeah, the Steelers were falling apart at the seams anyway. So you can't really say like, that was a a total shock. Uh, I think the Steelers. No, the Steelers got steamed in that one. The Steelers got steamed because there was a coaching COVID thing. Is that what happened?
0: The coaching COVID thing was, yeah, a bunch of coaches and then several players. I don't believe they were high end players. There was a couple bear, players. Bear out. There was a couple players that did go missing. So like Stefanski, the tight ends coach, a couple other coaches. Honestly, it was yeah. like six coaches, a lineman, and then Denzel Ward was like the only player that I was really. That I remember was like, Denzel Ward is out. Like that. I remember
1: Garrett. Garrett might have been back for that game or he might have come back for the Chiefs game, but whatever the case was, Garrett was like 60% of the player on post COVID. Like he obviously had been impacted by it. You could tell his conditioning and his ability to perform was a little impacted. It it was Um, funny. And that's why it was funny. Steam. I think he talked about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was funny. Steam because immediately, a la the Peyton Manning snap in the Super Bowl, it's like, Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no, this is a safety. And then it's like, Oh, no, this is a touchdown. And then it was 28, nothing like that. (laughs) And um, you brought this point up. And I'd love to go back and look how many times I clicked this. Because you mentioned, like, hey, what's the weakness on the Browns? Well, their secondary, can't cover anybody. <laughs> I hit so many live overs in this game. It's like whatever, over, over, whatever's over, in the over. 50s, whatever's yeah. in the 60s, we're just hitting this, and you watch the Steelers score a bunch of points and really never – I maybe they were within one score a couple times. I'm not sure. It felt like they were always at arm's length. And then, yeah, the the playoffs got a little tougher from there, obviously. They didn't get everybody back, but you do have the Chiefs. And, yeah, yeah that was – they start. If the, honestly, it wasn't a, it wasn't some big uh, score fest. The Chiefs' defense actually played pretty well.
1: Yeah, except that uh, everyone forgets this, and I will never forget this. Heading into halftime, Cleveland was live in that game. They were live. Yep. They were holding the they were holding the mighty Chiefs to field goal attempts. Harrison Bucker was walking out there and kicking field goals. It wasn't knocking Chiefs. down fifty yarders. Yeah, knocking down fifty yarders. Um, and the Browns were driving with an opportunity to put themselves right back into contention with you know, right back in contention for the win. Uh and Mayfield connects with Rashad Higgins, who is running free for the end zone and gets speared in the helmet by Soren. Salva. Out of the end zone. Fumbles through the end zone in what was the dirtiest hit I remember from all of the playoffs. Not flagged. Oh my god, he came, he came out of nowhere. Like it
0: was a T. He ball. came out of nowhere and hit him time. right
1: in the damn head. Right in the head. And he fumbles through the end zone. We uh, were mad he, about that. You know we what? Were very you mad know about what? That. Hey, here's a word for John Mara. You want to fix something about your garbage, you know, the garbage officiating that happens from time to time in your game. You can set aside the taunting stuff. Nobody gives a shit. No, about we love taunting. Stuff it's it's part of the entertainment package. You know what you should do? Fix this stupid fucking rule about fumbling through the end zone. And at a minimum, if a guy gets concussed and fumbles, it should not be a a bonus to the defensive player who spears him in the head, head like that to. that was absolute garbage. that's happened <sighs> that's happened a handful of times in my life life in the playoffs. Every time it happens, I get sick because I'm just like, you know what, like, why do we bet this? Well, yeah. What what are we doing here? What are we and doing with our
0: life? Like, you know what? what you know what even here? you know what evens out a fumble through the end zone is Mahomes getting, getting hurt? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> getting Mahomes concussed. getting was knocked out in the third sting, quarter. Yeah, yeah, stinger. He, was it a stinger? It was. It was a. Con- they would not let him back in the game because of concussion. Yeah. Wouldn't get back in. Yep. Chad, but honestly, the balls like the, I, this is why i forget about the fumble through the end zone all i can remember is the balls they did the, to call the the fourth down play where henny threw oh, yeah, the away after after the stupid like chad henny like 10 yard scramble on third down oh, to, to make it short like this is chad henny guys and i guess in the end you know it's bad luck on that but if you're gonna let chad henny beat you you know next year guys
1: yeah, so, oh, God, okay, this, that game was absolutely insane. Yeah, you brought it up. A couple things. Stefanski choked. He ran, ran, punted at the end of the fourth quarter when it was, again, he chose to punt, which was the only decision which there was any likelihood that you would never get the ball back. He elected to do that. Um, effectively ended his season by choice, which is never something that I would ever advocate for any coach of any in, in the NFL. Um, right. and, uh, and he, uh, and the the defense letting up the, it was, you want to guess what that play was that uh, handy scrambled for you want to guess third and what
0: 14. I just looked it up 13, 14. <laughs> and he, he almost had the first down. like it was close yards. to a first down. Yeah. I yeah. just went and he looked that Haney. up. Cause I'm like, it was like third and long, right? I was like nine or ten. 14. Yeah. My yeah, God, we are absolutely and, spending a long time with this 2020. This season deserves it though. This was yeah, and yeah, of course a and lot Andy, that
1: happened and Andy Andy Reid, to his credit, uh, fires away on the fourth down conversion, doesn't even hesitate. Uh game mm-hmm. over, Seed Browns season over, better luck next year. And uh that heads us into the offseason for the Cleveland Browns, which I give uh without even account without even running through all of the things that they did, this he was knows. an A plus. I'm giving it an A minus because I I need to see it first. A plus. They, made, okay. they
0: did, they made the right moves. Like everything they did, and you know, we, we won't spend a lot of time on changes because the most of what we want to talk about is the next topic defensive upgrades. We've said it already. Drew made the point immediately, like they knew what needed to happen. They went out and made every. It's like a lot of teams is like, oh, you know, like Aaron Rodgers because you're the second receiver. Well, we better draft a fullback and a quarterback. Then. <laughs> like there's teams where it's just like, it's so painfully obvious. Like everybody in yes. the world knows, like if that secondary were better, they wouldn't have to try to score 35 every yes. game. I mean, it's, it's almost like
1: they're like a little better Tennessee Titans at some points. Like, Oh man, the secondary yeah. stinks. The guys and, you let the, first of all, the guys you let walk out the door, got signed by the Texans, the Bengals, the Titans, the Raiders. You that's you did something time. right. You did something right. Yeah. Uh, and the guys that you brought in literally, do you remember watching uh, the Rams defense towards the end of the 2020 campaign? As I mean, as far as what, as far like as just, the secondary probably, and, and yeah. watching some games and having in the back of your head, I mean, I know Jalen Ramsey is good, but these other guys are fucking bawling, Right. Yeah.
0: And that, that's a thing too. Like, uh, if you have a really good secondary, a four point lead is a two score lead. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't kick four point field goals and they certainly don't have five pointers either. It's not like there was a league that did that and that was fun, but (laughs) I think it might've been the XFL. So yeah, like a four point lead is a two score lead when your secondary is locked down. And And if you can, if you can improve that, obviously. And I mean, just, I made a list of some changes yeah, they did lose some, some pass rush too. I don't know if Clowney moves the needle, maybe, I mean, the guy's been on four teams in four years. That kind of speaks for itself. But he's yeah, still, low expectations. Low expectations. That's a cherry on top. I think what they did in the it secondary is. was probably what's going to be the most important to taking that's, that
1: next step. That's the entire story. That's the entire story. The reason I brought up the Rams is because I had moments watching that secondary, and obviously that secondary and that defense was so good it got Brandon Staley a head coaching job in the same city. For crying out loud. Um, and I remember thinking, like, okay, yeah, I know, I know that Ramsey's amazing and his perform his, his just presence on the field is allowing some of these other guys to play a little bit more dynamically and they're showing out because of it. And, you know, but at the same time, like I, I would, I would, if I want my team to go take a chance on those guys. The Browns got them both. They went out and got John Johnson, the safety and Troy Hill, the cornerback who were standout players for the Rams and by my grades. And they are now all of a sudden, com- you know, paired with Denzel Ward, Paired with uh your you know, your first round draft pick. Yeah, and, and, I was say,
0: and spent the first <laughs> not, not only yes. went out
1: and got two
0: fairly splashy moves in the secondary, yeah. you use and then granted it's they were deeper in the playoffs. It wasn't a really high pick, but you used your first round pick on your main problem, which I I get drafting the highest or, you know, who's valuable, best available player. But like when you, when you're at this point and you really need to add a piece and especially once you add that secondary stuff, it takes some pressure off this young kid. He doesn't have to come in and like, you know, he'll probably, honestly, he might start anyway. He's going to play a bunch, but it does take some pressure off that. And then with your second round pick, you kind of, you stole you you stole. Kind of you stole the guy who who was mocked. He was mocked in the first round by a few people. I feel like like he was he was always going to be early second round. But your your secondary issue is probably pass rush front seven. You get a really good player in Jeremiah Usukoramoa. Yep. And then Great. you know the oh, rest yeah. of the rest Great. of the draft is just some nice nice depth spots. You get a depth receiver, you get another offensive lineman, which is your strength. But I, I'm guessing that was just we have to take this guy at the spot. And then a bunch of defense after that. Uh, I think they ended with a receiver way down the. You know, sometimes those guys don't even make the team. They're halfway stacked at receiver. Maybe not at receiver depth. You know, like People's Jones isn't moving the needle for uh, you know a fourth guy. He'll get some, I'm not running. sure. So, he, I mean, he'll get some, yeah,
1: he'll get some playing time. But. He had an impressive, he had an impressive uh, preseason game. I gotta be honest with you, I know, I
0: hate I know, I hate it
1: too. I hate it too, but I was watching the, the Jeremiah Wusukoromoa uh, take you know, his plays from preseason week one. You had to throw cold water on me. That guy was everywhere on the field and he was playing so instinctually and so well. Uh, he is going to be an absolute difference maker. You know how high expectations were for – what was the guy that the Cardinals drafted that that was kind of a tweener? Isaiah Simmons? Simmons, yeah. And we were like, yeah, if they can figure out what to do with this guy, they got something cool. I- I'll tell you what. I was so much more impressed with one half of preseason from JOK compared to what we saw from Simmons all year last year. So JOK is going to be a player for this team, and he is going to be a problem for some of their opponents. Uh I am, I, I'm, I was, I could not be more happy with their two first two draft choices and their top two signings. I think they absolutely hit them out of the park. And yeah, you're right. <laughs> Davian Clowney got, you know, getting him for 8 million. uh, That's a steal. Like that's I'm a very, sure. team, if he, a, if he works out, he works out. Deal. Very yeah. team friendly. Well, deal. And oh, just,
0: yeah. he, the way he's bounced around, it kind of had to happen. Like yeah. he had to take that yeah. and <clears throat> not to get off topic in, and I'm going, but i am this is like when you start, like, you know, I hate to be this guy, but no, you don't. You're fine being this guy, otherwise you wouldn't do it. Like, Not to get off topic, but I'm kind of pumped for Simmons this year. I think, like, okay. the Simmons, and Collins, and then you got Chandler Chandler Jones and the, the you know, whatever's left of J.J. Watt. Like, it might be an okay, and I'm not high on that team, but that might be fun. Like, I want Isaiah Simmons to be good. I liked him. Mm-hmm. I was pumped for him, too. But, yeah, J.O.K., I'm pumped for this
1: guy. I'm pumped for this Come. entire defense. Yeah, can you can't have too many corners. Th- th- this is one of those teams. You can't have too many this corners. Is one of those That's teams
0: what that, said. like, People say like, oh, everyone's pumping their tires and like uh, they're mush now. Like I, I don't care. Like their roster's good enough, and they have it where it matters in coaching. Like it just, it's, it would be a very big surprise to me if this team was not 11, 12 wins. Like that would be, yeah. that would be very surprising to Andy at this point. Yeah. So yeah, the and, def- the defensive upgrades, like that that's, what's going to have to happen. That's what needed to happen. They made it happen. Now they just got to, you know, perform on the field and all of a sudden this team doesn't have to keep going punch for punch with people. If they build a 10 point lead,
1: they're a lot easier to keep it. If you can shut people down when they are in catch up mode. Yeah. Um, you know, I would, I gotta, maybe I gotta think a little harder about my a plus for them for the off season. Cause they did one more thing that we didn't touch on. And a lot of people have waited on this. And that was that they uh they gave Nick Chubb the bag. They gave him the bag. Yeah. Although I will I will defend this decision making and not because of because they use it kind of, right. Not not because of you know any kind of bias, not because of uh, magical thinking here. I when I saw the numbers, I thought or when I heard that they signed him, I was like, "Ah, God damn it, you guys! What you know? You had such a good off season going." And then my, when I saw the numbers, my gut was, "Oh wow, they got him on exactly the right deal to make him happy and also not to royally f themselves in the Zeke Elliott Todd Gurley mode." Like that was my that was my true reaction to this. And I will actually say that Nick Chubb can play. Everyone in the locker room knows he can play. They had two choices going into this, uh, this season. They could have said, Hey, we will give you a competitive deal, pay you, keep you around because we drafted you and we want you to stay. And you're an important part of our team and you're a leader, blah, blah, blah. Or they could have said, look, we're never giving a running back money. You're playing for your future contract on another team this year. And that is a dangerous, that is a dangerous way to live when you have a team that's ready to win now, because yeah. that can that can send other, you know, that sends messages to other guys in the locker room where it's like, Oh, we're just, you know, we're, we do not really mean anything to this team. No matter how well we play, you're just yeah. going to use this us up yeah, it, and spit it, us out. Right. It like it's a dangerous, it wasn't the it's a dangerous way to manage people to act that way. And yeah. rather than, rather than treating them that way, they, I thought very thoughtfully, came up with a number that doesn't really impact them from, uh, continuing to build around their nucleus. And also, um, you know, fairly represents how valuable of a player he is to this team at this moment.
0: I mean, yeah, I guess kind of a last point there would be Andrew Barry. Like <clears throat> I like yeah. the way this team has been built. I like that. They, I, you know, I, it's tough to like know a ton about some of these guys when they get GM jobs or they move around, but, that's. I think it speaks to everything they've done, everything they've the game planning, the roster building, how they've done it. And yeah, it was three years, thirty six. Like I can live with that. You have oh, to pay. of course. Oh, you course. have to pay him something. And like, yeah, it wasn't a Zeke deal. Anything I mean, under forty
1: girl, anything under forty was a win was for worse. this team. Anything under forty for uh, was a win for this team. Absolutely. So, Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm fine with it. And yeah, that really. Let's let's just assume the secondary works itself out because they. They have made the capital investment on it. The rest of the team plays well. OBJ plays a full season. You have great running backs. Maybe, the not maybe, the best one-two punch of running backs I've seen, honestly, in a long time. A top five offensive line. Two yes. high-end receivers. Yes. Uh, maybe the best pass rusher in the league. Uh, a good front seven, not great. They could use a little more pass rushing off the other side sometimes. And an improved secondary your biggest question mark really is probably Baker Mayfield because like, (laughs) and and really what you said, like we bet his interception over two years ago, he threw three in the season opener, which was electric for
1: that. Delightful. Just delightful.
0: He, he cleaned it up last year. He really cleaned things up. He was still bad under pressure, but the offensive line affords him, you know, a lot of, a lot of snaps where he's not under pressure. So that makes him a lot better. He lost his best receiver in week seven. He played in a wind tunnel for essentially a month. He had to play with no receivers for one game off a of a hot team coming off a win in the jets. And yeah, you know, he played in a really tough division. So I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm, I feel like I could cut him a break, but at the same time, it's like, he's like, uh Man, like the, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of, like I'm trying to compare him to like a, a kid who just keeps doing something naughty, and then you trust him again. He Loki, Loki from the Marvel universe, like you, oh, you're like, oh, you're gonna be good now, and then he never is because he's the god of mischief. Like you just wonder, like, ah. is he going to regress? Is he going to revert back to some of those bad habits from 2019? I I hope not, but I am not a quarterback whisperer <laughs> by any means.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's going to have to take two major sh- shifts. One is the coaching staff's going to have to forget how to coach, and two, the offensive line's going to have to get injured, right? I mean, those are the two things that could threaten Baker Mayfield's ceiling this year, the way I see it, at least. And I guess the – I don't think that expectations are all that high for him, really, even, which is crazy to say. Kid's coming off of his first playoff win – First playoff season, playoff win, number one overall pick, former Heisman winner. But it the, the expectations are he reasonably the set. They're reasonably set, right? I mean, we're, we're asking him to be average. And if he's average, this team's going to be very, very freaking good. And I think that actually potentially gives him some – room to do something awesome honestly and if he's got the gunslinger mentality and if he operates you know a la brud farve out there and is you know is, is winning games where they should probably lose because things didn't bounce their way um that just adds to the you know the potential of this team i think you know that the, the point you bring up is fair which is there is a bad baker in there And if he if he if he ends up under pressure, if he ends up in comeback situations that are helpless against a vicious pass rush, this is it can go sideways. And ultimately, if you're to tell me that the Browns don't get to the Super Bowl this year or that they don't even get to the AFC title game, I'm probably saying, oh, well, then their offensive line got hurt or they ran into a just a white hot defense at the wrong time. Like that, that's basically what i see stopping this team from reaching their potential which based on my numbers is an afc title game this year well
0: and yeah i mean the biggest thing my last point on baker is probably like hey the, the coaching stuff you know you look at you look at the 2018 cleveland team like who was it kitchens was that Kitchens his first, or well, kitchen's Freddie. probably his last. Yeah, his own, his only <laughs> like,
1: yeah, it yeah it's only it was
0: it was his first and his last year. Like the pretty kid, like go look at what Baker did. And I mean, honestly, just an absolute quarterback factory at this point oh, under under Lincoln now, who just pumps out first round, first overall. he, he might pump out another one, like yeah, it's oh, uh, it's favorite right yeah, now. go he, look go at that, one, go look overall. at so, the year like, one go, roster. Go go be yeah. go baker under a good yeah. Baker under a good coach versus Baker under Freddie Kitchens. I think we saw a sandwich of that with Lincoln Riley and Kevin Stefanski. And maybe it's, you know, it's similar to what we saw with golf. Like, and honestly, Baker, I told him in much higher regard than Jared Goff. But you see p- players play completely different when they're under just a shithead coach who doesn't know how to, how, you know, take them to that next level and get anything out of them. So, I mean... I'm, can I just blame Freddie Kitchens? I mean, Baker surely is at fault for some stuff, but coaching absolutely makes a difference. You see that a lot in Buffalo. So I'm hopeful, but not super confident. And, you know, we talked we talked about schedules. We said it was easy last year. That's why we had three teams in the playoffs from this division. Mm-hmm. We said it's probably going to be fairly easy again this year. And yeah. so, I mean, maybe another yet hey, another you know, reason to be bullish.
1: Josh Allen with a great coaching staff and a good roster made the AFC title game. Baker Mayfield with the good coaching staff and talented roster can make the AFC title game. Absol- absolutely.
0: I think and no matter what happens this year. Yeah. The AFC title game should be fire.
1: It should be absolutely awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And uh huh? winner has, has a puncher's chance against Tampa. Is that your feel? <laughs> we got a chance. <laughs> I think so. Tampa's okay. just loaded. So okay. all right, let's should we look at the schedule. Yeah, let's look at it. This is only the regular season schedule doesn't show their tough, playoff games <laughs> tough start not yeah. not the easiest start going to arrowhead let me let me let me uh, let me flip that a little though
0: getting them if, right off the bat might not be the yeah way,
1: so if you're like gonna that. yeah if you're if you're gonna play kc and they're revamped o-line and uh you know some new pieces on offense and a defense that's taken a step back from a personnel standpoint wouldn't you rather have them week one If you said I have to go to
0: Arrowhead at some point, I would cross out November and December. Yeah, of course. So I'm talking September, October, and fuck it, might as well do it when it's, it's early. You're not fatigued yet from travel. You can, you know, you have lots, not only that, but nobody gives a shit about the preseason whatsoever. Obviously, you have to put some time into your game plan, but... You do have extra – and on the flip side, Andy Reid has had ex, extra time to prep for you, but <clears throat> I don't think, like, Andy Reid with months extra is, like, that much – like, Andy Reid off the bye, yeah, it's better, but, like, he's already so high. Like, you can't go up so much, but, like, extra time to prep for this game will probably benefit, and, yeah, I, I don't want to play Kansas City ever, but playing them sure. early is probably a little better. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, the, the la- outside of the back-to-back versus Minnesota – that's a rough one. If Minnesota's defense does play well, and then you have to go play a Chargers defense, which I'm high on, that's a nasty back-to-back road spot where you're going to be small favorites, yes.
1: But yeah, that Chargers it, game is a little sneaky.
0: you got to yeah. go home or away, go play, and it's going to be loud as shit in that dome. You're yeah. not going to be used to that. Yeah. And then you go back home, and then you have to fly out to the West Coast. you got to go to the West Coast for a Chargers game. That's going to be uh, indoors as well. With a raucous, probably Cleveland crowd, really. San Diego doesn't have a fan base. But again, two road games against two probably tough defense with a nasty West Coast trip. Otherwise, Houston, Chicago, Arizona, Denver, Pittsburgh at home, Cincinnati on the road. You could make some, you have to make some hay there because it is going to be a competitive division. We'll get to the Ravens here shortly. The Detroit game, the Vegas game, the Cincy game at home, you should probably be penciling those in as wins. If the weather doesn't snatch them up because you have some tough stuff at home. You got, you got the weird back-to-back roadie with green Bay and Pittsburgh late. You're playing yeah, too nasty, cold weather. and You're a cold weather team, but two <laughs> nasty, cold weather road games. Sharpens back-to-back. you up for the playoffs, man. Iron sharpens sharpens you up. Irons.
1: Yes. You don't want to be playing cupcakes down the home, the whole home stretch. You want to be tough. You want to be game tested. You want to, you want to roll out that green Bay game is going to be awesome Saturday. First of all, uh, Saturday game between Cleveland and Green Bay—that is going to be literally that's your that's your playoff. Um, you know, you, you're probably on the cusp of clinching a playoff spot at that point. That's your that's your dress rehearsal, going up mm-hmm. against a real team that's fighting for something, a real quarterback that's going to test your secondary. Um, that's going to be a good one. Cannot cannot wait for that game. Um, but yeah, no, this schedule overall, this schedule for the Browns in their quest to win the AFC North their quest to win the AFC in general via getting the one seed in the bye, this schedule is about as good as you could possibly hope for. It is as good as you could possibly hope for from a sequencing standpoint. There, the, the back to back between Mini and LA, unfortunate. Otherwise,
0: Pittsburgh too. I mean,
1: yeah, Pittsburgh back, might yeah. not be
0: as good, but it's still a tough division. You, like D- you can beat Dwayne Haskins, and you
1: can beat Dwayne Haskins on the road, but big deal. Jordan
0: yeah. Love and Dwayne Haskins late in the season, <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, Vegas. Uh, the, the, and the fact is too outside of that Chargers game. I mean, KC again. We did this, I think, last on Monday too. KC is less of a travel spot since it's the first week of the season, but other than the Chargers game. Green Bay and Minnesota. Those are your travel spots. Those are, you know, Cleveland to Minneapolis is like hour 45, Cleveland to Green Bay, Appleton international, not that far. Like your road games are Baltimore, your road game, Pittsburgh, um, Cincinnati, None. Of, you don't have a lot of hard travel spots and yeah, you get to play Detroit, Vegas, Cincinnati twice, Arizona, which we might be down on Denver. You get at home, you get some adv- advantageous spots in a few of those. So, Yeah, all these schedules for the AFC North are going to be a little on the easy side. And if things shake out right, you know, if if things don't work out in Minnesota with their rebuild, revamp, if the first year coaching in L.A. with the Chargers doesn't work out. If Chicago, again, another team who plays Chicago early, is this going to be Andy Dalton? We don't know that uh, it's uh, either Andy Dalton or maybe a rookie in his first game. Either way, like. I like Chicago earlier on, I think before fields can get his footing. So a lot of things did shake out right for this team. I think.
1: Okay. Um, one more schedule thought. We talked about it on the schedule podcast. The Browns were gifted. The ideal buy. Best. 13. Buy. We and did pick the best team, didn't we? Yeah. The best, but it's, it's not just the week. It's what happens around that week. You the have Baltimore, Baltimore on the, you have Baltimore on the front end, and Baltimore coming out at home, and in that interim, Baltimore has to go play Pittsburgh. Oh
0: yeah, that's a so, nasty three three game spot for Baltimore.
1: Just a just a perfect just a perfect. You if you are capable of winning the AFC North, you are doing it there, right? Coin flip game at Baltimore. If you get that win, go into your buy, and then you host Baltimore coming out of Pittsburgh. You could probably put the division away week fourteen. Realistically, um, this is I, it is it is a perfect uh, schedule setup for the Browns. I don't know what they did to deserve it. Um, I you know it's they they it's, the, league did <laughs> the league did them a yeah, solid. The league did them solid. You know you know this make, is you know what this is the makeup for the makeup. league. This is the makeup for the league taking the old Browns, and giving them to Baltimore. This is it. This is the makeup.
0: The Cleveland Browns 2021 schedule brought to you by Mayflower Movers. That's... There you go. The Mayflower trucks are rolling up to bring them their trophies this year. Um, and really, like last thing, too, the, this is funny, and I, I put this in the, in the description, too. If they make the playoffs, it'll be the first back-to-back playoff appearances since 88-89.
1: We so, were...
0: I'm yeah, the, the 89 championship game is Kozar, uh, Denver. If yeah. they'd have made the chance, that, that's the last time they made an AFC title game. Bernie effing Kozar and uh, Denver. I said Denver, um, Elway, right? Yeah,
1: L-way and early, early
0: Elway. Yeah. Like, would you say yeah. I like early Van Halen? Like, this is, I liked honestly late Elway was better, I guess, for championship standpoint. But early Elway and Bernie Kozar, it's been a long time. Let's look at their odds.
1: Let's do it. The we've talked at length by the way, of and in fact, uh, do you have the current odds for Miles Garrett, defensive player of the year? They're getting kind of ridiculous. They're getting, That's they're like getting kind of three and a
0: half, four or five. Yeah, you can find a five
1: maybe if you looked, but we got some seven
0: and a half, six and a half. And that is yeah. my favorite position. My yeah. most profitable position will work, be so. Art Smith. Like that number was just that was funny. pretty, yeah. pretty fucking high. That's at what I found at 25, some other people said there's still 25s out there, but yeah, Garrett probably my favorite position. That was one where we agreed instantly. It was like, Dude, Oh my a, god, what a perfect setup! What a what setup. a especially if the rest of the defense improves around him and just gets you know uh, anything out of Jadavion. It's like, Oh my two, god, three. we can't put two hats on yeah. Garrett. Oh my god, he killed us, he had six sacks today.
1: <laughs> two three That's coverage sucks. sacks two three sacks because he's not getting double teamed anymore i mean it is it is all it is all uh, and, and and oh by the way a lot of your opponents are going to be playing from behind obvious passing situations tuck your ears back miles garrett go get them um it's going to be a ton of fun they get to go up against the Cincinnati O-line twice. They get to go up against the Pittsburgh O-line twice. <laughs> they get a lot of a lot of nice uh, a lot of nice spots there for a pass rusher. Um, to win the Super Bowl, the Cleveland Browns are 15-1 to right now at our guys' win bet. Uh, that is bettable in my mind. Um, my fair price for the Cleveland Browns to win the Super Bowl is just under 10-1, to believe it or not. Um, I am very bullish on this team. Uh, the Cleveland Browns to win the AFC right now, plus 750 at win bet. That is bettable. By my numbers i have i have a very i I, maybe this is the right time to talk about it this year i have the narrowest band of teams that i think are realistic super bowl contenders in the last about five years you want to guess how many i have in my my act could could realistically win the super bowl you want to guess how many teams are in my in that tier I have like one and a
0: half in the NFC.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, works. no, I would only consider it, the Tampa Bay Bucks to win this, to win the Super Bowl. I'm only considering Tampa Bay in the NFC. I have five. Five, yeah. Okay. I'm, and I'm it's
0: usually I and yeah. you're right. Usually I have like four four in either league. Or it's five and about three. Two
1: like in We're, yeah. Eight
0: eight is pretty usual. Like there's eight yeah. teams that could win this.
1: Yes. Yeah. And some years it's more even. Some years yeah. it's like, man, this, you know, I like a lot of these teams. Um, no, this year it's five for me. I think five, you have five realistic, uh, you have five realistic teams that wins Super Bowl. We've talked about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and why betting them now makes sense because of their schedule sequencing and how that number is going to get absolutely cratered uh, once they, ro- you know, roll out to a decent start. Similarly, I think Browns are bettable now. The other three teams, I think, are weight. I think the other three. Reasonable contenders in the Ravens, Bills, and um, Chiefs are all worth waiting on to find a better entry market entry point than you're going to get now. But ultimately, I think you can get a very solid neg- uh, negative hold on the house on those five teams. And, and you can argue they, with me about the Rams, the, the Niners, the Packers. I have yeah. various reasons why I don't think they can win the Super Bowl. Um, you might have a you might have an a- NFC participant that is not the Bucks. I just don't see any of those teams competing with. Uh, the cream of the crop in the AFC in the Super Bowl, so I'm gonna hit those five ultimately and uh, get a negative hold on the house in doing so. So, step the plan. One. I don't have one. <laughs> I have a couple little ones, but I, yeah, I'm waiting for
0: <clears throat> best numbers on kind of everything. And yeah, there are time standard and definitely waiting on the Chiefs. Maybe waiting the longest on the Chiefs. Probably wait. Nah, I think the Ravens. I have a good wait on too. We'll get to that. But yeah, to make the playoffs minus two twenty five, honestly. I, I it should probably be higher, but you never know with injuries. Like bad things can happen and the AFC is competitive. Like it's probably bettable, but I'm not. And then the regular season win total, if you can find a plus number at ten and a half, I'd probably hit that pretty hard. Just the schedule is soft. Another reason to bet them early is that that soft first half of the season outside of the Chiefs game and the road trip. Even if they split that road trip, it's like, oh man, this team's like eight and two. they're not going to be fifteen to one to win the Super Bowl anymore, so definitely an early look on a Super Bowl bet on this team, and it feels weird to bet the Browns and feel serious about it to win the Super Bowl, but here we are
1: yeah i I mean i yeah i uh I'm trying to remember at what point I really thought this is happening during this off season and um you know, it was, it, it it was just a perfect storm of, they had the perfect off season acquisition draft and then seeing the schedule, it was like, okay, we're doing this. This is happening. <laughs> here we go. Browns. Um, and yeah, here we go. Baker Mayfield uh, real quick, real quick. Somebody brought it up in the chat. I don't want to scroll super far back to find it, but uh, um, Mayfield MVP sprinkle at all for you. What's the right price? They
0: They're going to, They're going to, I don't know if he'll have the touchdowns. Like he's getting vultured by his running backs. If he ends up with like 28 touchdowns, I don't know if that's a MVP when a couple other quarterbacks are going to be high 30s. Even if it's like, man, they, you know, they won 13, 14 games. That's a tough sell. If the stats, if it's more of like a team effort and the defense is getting lauded as well. It depends on the number, but you know, it's it's not the worst look.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with that also. I, you know, his number, his volume in general might be down. Because they should presumably have a comfortable lead in a lot of these games, and it should be the yeah, Nick Chubb show. Yeah. <laughs> this Nick, is the Nick, Nick Chubb show. Nick, but, yeah, um, Nick Chubb yeah. just runs, Put that, wow, that shoulder so on that. ice, buddy. Um, yeah, well, it's the thing. They have. I would too. bet. I would that's bet money. anything. I would bet anything over thirty to one. That's my price point. Thirty to one or better, I'm in on Baker.
0: And that that's um, my that might be a grab during the season too. Like
1: watch <laughs> him go out there and
0: and all uh, Mahomes gets all the the. You know, the congratulations for a really good week oh, one and then you bet it after that. So maybe you gotta, yeah, maybe maybe bet it
1: after week one when he looks like well, then you're duels? fucked.
0: Then then this plan didn't work. It's a it's a calculated risk. No, no, no. no, no. I'm saying a really if bad May- calculation. I'm saying
1: I'm saying Mayfield now as a defense, if you're gonna come hard at Mahomes in season. Which I think I will.
0: Yeah. I don't think there's Mahomes fatigue now that we had the Rodgers here. MVP yeah. market's so fickle, it's media. We need we it need is. to push it, push it everywhere we can. So yeah, and if they do if they do build build big leads, it's gonna be a running team in the second half. It's it's a tough sell, but 30 to 1 or better is probably worth a look. I might look at what the number is after week one if they lose and get a tickle there.
1: I think so. that's I think that is insurance for ultimately later playing hard towards the Mahomes market.
0: Yeah. That's my All goal. Right. On that. Before we move on to the Ravens, I don't have a play. I'm just going to mention our official DFS sponsors, prize picks. We can still get your $100, 100% instant deposit match, up to $100 using the promo code deep Dive. I did a golf play. I have a really good feeling about my golf play. And honestly, I've never lost a football leg yet. I don't have one yet because I didn't look too deep into the games, but we are doing a halftime show tomorrow. We will be doing another... <laughs> I actually have a conflict. Oh,
1: God damn it. <laughs> I should have told you before. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> you should have told Dan. He like, <laughs> already made Dan. a cool graphic. All right. Well, we'll Shit, figure something sorry. out. Either way, uh, halftime show or not, I will have a price fix play for tomorrow. I'll tweet it out. I think I'm going to win. I think I'm going to win this one because I absolutely nailed my Fitzmagic uh, projections. And yeah, I, it might be a mixed one because I have some good thoughts on golf too. So get over there, download that, do it for us. We're free. This is not behind a paywall. This is the only thing please download this at some point and make uh make me look good to the sponsors that would be great
1: i'm downloading it right now <clears throat> yeah
0: my wife so said we, she's getting in talking. the comp tonight
1: nice <laughs> nice uh, let's move on to the rave dogs 2020 Are we for the rave i know a couple baltimore homies like grew up there uh, and they call them the rave dogs i laugh at them every time they do it but now i find myself calling them the rave dogs so uh, I don't, uh, don't really have a strong take either way on the nickname, <laughs> but the Baltimore Ravens, um, are rightfully expected to be as good as they were the last two seasons, which was to say a clear and obvious AFC playoff team, a clear and obvious championship contender. And wow. it is all it is easy to see why, um, considering that they have a bona fide quarterback, they have a bona fide coach, they have a structure and, uh, Um, An infrastructure as far as an organization goes that is among the top in the NFL year in year out this team is going to compete even if they manage to have some bad luck which is what they had last year in fact if I look at their 2020 season as a whole um, even though they started five and one it was underwhelming it felt like um, they had a very well, like, comfortable Washington
0: wasn't good yet like Washington was an unknown and, then... and
1: and really you know what the air, the air came out of this team uh week 3 the air came out of them week 3 and I'll tell you what happened they played the Kansas City Chiefs um at home at home and there were some influential players in the space who bet the f out of the ravens in that spot they were three point favorites. They got bet up to three and a half. That takes a lot of, that takes a lot of, um, what's the right word? Money? Um, <laughs> <That> takes... <laughs> money and money, and
0: respect from the right, – not only the money, yeah, but respect. the right, yeah, the right, right accounts. Right, right. Have to that takes,
1: it takes a lot of – that's a lot of credibility on the line, that the that's Ravens were going to were, we're gonna be better than the Chiefs uh, in that game, in that moment. And uh, I did not get involved in that one. I don't think I, I did. played the Chiefs. Did you play the Chiefs? Did you play the Ravens?
0: I played the over 52 and a half.
1: <laughs> oh, 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 you got lucky, wasn't there? Was that a backdoor over? I, it was. It was like it was a 55, order, right? 54, I mean, Ravens, something like that. The game didn't... Here's the important part about it. The game didn't feel competitive. It no. didn't feel like the Ravens were in the same class. And that really set the price point for the Ravens for the rest of the season, honestly. It really did. Yeah, I mean, and, it was a big
0: adjustment in your power rankings for sure.
1: Oh, without 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 question. I mean, the market overall, the, ding, it dinged them hard. And um i bet them hard the next week against the washington football team i want to say they were 14 point favorites and that was a squeaker uh oh they won by 14 maybe they were 13 and a half point i won that bet i think they were 13 point favorites and they just got that one over even though that was a very convincing win outside the box score similarly they they beat the tar out of the Bengals. they beat Barely beat the Eagles. Whoa, I don't remember that. The Eagles game, yeah, um, the
0: Eagles game was kind of an ugly one too. Like they had it. That I mean, you're right. There was a couple of weird, ugly games, and really, my over shouldn't ever. Like there was 37 at half in that one. They oh, down right. okay. They were okay. down. They were. They're down seventeen, though. Because sometimes you you feel bad about that. It's like, oh man. Sometimes blowouts don't end up in a lot of scoring, and even though second halves traditionally have more points. But sometimes a blowout can absolutely stymie that. You see that in the NBA a lot. It's completely I didn't know score, what we
1: played at halftime on that one. Do you remember?
0: I I could go back and look. I, I we probably looked at the Ravens, but and I doubt it got there. They won the second half by three. If they lost by fourteen, did we play they the probably, Ravens?
1: Team total over maybe, that sounded
0: familiar. It, it could have been, yeah. And Femi, Femi hit it here too. That they were the Eagles game was like,
1: oh, abled, that's right. Yeah, it that's right.
0: Went, Wentz went full Russ for like three minutes, hit a couple of balls that maybe shouldn't have happened, and yeah, that game. That game was just it was ugly to probably, but at the same time, they shouldn't have let that sort of stuff happen if you're going to be a defensive team like that. But yeah, the the I mean, you're right, like. Outside of everything else, that game just felt bad. It's like if you are going to look this bad, like what makes me think, you know, you're going to be a for like making a further step in the playoffs? Like, well, yeah. why why would yeah. I take this team to win the AFC? Like, they and then, probably still win the, you know, and at that point too, everyone's like, oh my god, Pittsburgh's just never going to lose. Still, well, this is that you just we get it. further, week eight, week, week eight,
1: week eight Pittsburgh, undefe- Pittsburgh is undefeated. Pittsburgh is undefeated. Pittsburgh is undefeated. You're coming off your bye. You're hosting them. This is li- literally I, everyone I knew that had an opinion on the NFL. I think that week was like, Ravens get it done. But I don't know if I can lay the points. They get it done, though. And you know what I bet that,
0: you know what I bet that they week?
1: Did not. Please don't tell me it was the under. I bet Pittsburgh minus three. Oh, did? No. Against the Ravens? Against on the road? Against the Ravens. On the road. On the road? On the road. No, it wasn't. My was that really? mine three, week
0: week eight. I'm looking at it here. Maybe I'm. Oh, I'm looking at a different week. Never mind.
1: Yeah, you're, no, you I didn't must bet be that, game. that
0: Didn't bet that, that game. I'm looking at. Yeah, the Ravens
1: were four. Favorite. Ravens were four point favorites there. Ravens okay. were four. Well, I, I was four feeling four
0: pretty favorite. good about that for a second. I bet <laughs> Pittsburgh in week six. I don't know they played that. I bet Pittsburgh. A lot of lot over the week before. Yeah. I you know my week it. my week eight card pretty light. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> See, that got home yeah um, just, I, I had to pull it up so okay. i feel like so, I, I remember i was at the bar watching that and it was like oh and pittsburgh's gonna lose this like pittsburgh should lose this and they that's should not how that, that's not how that turned they out they
1: did not and you know why it's because lamar had three very untimely turnovers uh actually he only had two i thought he had oh no he did have three yeah oh yeah fuck i forgot he had four he had two, he fumbled three times, lost two, and he threw two picks. One of them was returned for a touchdown. Yeah, the and, Steelers just found their
0: way back in the game magically.
1: Yes. And, and honestly, sitting there watching it, it was literally like, oh, um, Lamar regression season. Like, that was the major takeaway everyone had from that game was, uh, you know, this passing offense is now taking a step back. Lamar didn't do this last year. Well, you know, the Ravens didn't lose these games last year, and here they are now losing these games and in an advantage situation uh, against a, an undefeated rival for your division. Now you're, now you're not only two games back on the Steelers, but you have a head-to-head loss against them, and people started losing a little faith. And you got a cheap price against them the next week uh I backed them the next week against the Colts you got a cheap price against them uh you got cheap price with them against the Patriots I backed them against the Patriots and they got their asses kicked by the Patriots in that game in bad weather and at that point Le- Lamar regression season was on for real all right there are five losses
0: look at those teams you got you know the the Steelers you've got the Chiefs obviously the Chiefs game was almost non competitive but you got those five games and I don't want to like elevate all of those, like say, oh, all those just defensive coordinators, but those are teams outside of Tennessee, which is just a, oh, that was such a weird loss. That was, was a overtime game. Thing, but yeah. like the other four teams, and you did see this later on in the season, and Cleveland tried. They just didn't have the secondary for it. But teams were able to figure out, like, hey, we're just going to go to a zone. And <laughs> good luck, you know, good luck having this guy who still he does struggle a little in the passing game. He's obviously, we're going to let him run. We're going to spy him. Like teams that had the defense, not that the Patriots' defense was as much as it's been in some years. They had a lot of opt outs, but the Steelers, the Steelers twice, really. I mean, the turnover really, was really happening. Yeah, the second loss was the weird COVID game, but teams that could keep them to a lower score outside of obviously the Pittsburgh game, which was. They got to 24, and then that just stopped there. Like some some teams were able to pick a defense that worked to slow Lamar down and get yourself in games. And yeah, obviously the COVID one I can't I can't fault them for that one. It was an away game too. That's rough. But yeah, they really they probably could have, should have, would have gone two and zero against the Steelers. This Tennessee game, goofy overtime game. God, they were six and five at one point.
1: Yeah, you run. Yeah, you right. You run. You run enough uh, iterations of this season through the through the they old 13 algorithm. 13 games a lot. they yeah, they're winning 12, 13, 14 games a lot, honestly. Um, and and honestly, uh, you know Lamar Jackson. I don't think you can. I don't think you can sugarcoat it. He took a step backward last year in the regular season, and it was largely because of the attrition on the offensive line. Yeah. They lost a retirement and a Hall of Famer. They lost a Hall of Famer, Marshall Yonda, and Staley went out early. Was it the was it the Chiefs game or did he go out before that?
0: Staley's injury. Ronnie Staley,
1: Ronnie Staley is a top 5 tackle and he went out early. Um and yeah, it it was it, it was pretty clear and obvious that without just un, untouchable pass pro Lamar was not going to be able to t- to make the passing offense take a step forward. You were not going to get any return out of your drafting of Hollywood Brown. Miles Boinkin was a bust. Uh, it was it was only really passing game to the likes of uh, Mark Andrews and Willie Sneed. And
0: it was it was the Steelers game. Yeah. Femi hit it there
1: too. It was the
0: Steelers game, week eight. And then yeah, he just effed his ankle up really bad. And that was that was one of those where it was done from the get go.
1: Yeah, but you know we didn't lose faith in our Ravens. Uh, in fact, uh, after that Steelers COVID loss, uh, that was the time we were patiently waiting. And you know, you I know you remember this. <laughs> we're patiently waiting for uh, there will be a moment where we dump on these guys to win the Super Bowl, and we're going to get a crazy price to do it. And we did it after that after that uh, the COVID game. Lamar comes back from COVID. Uh, they beat the Cowboys convincingly. We had the Browns poop game, which was unfreaking <sighs> real. That one, honestly, if they, they lost, lost that, that game, game, if they if they had lost that, if they had lost that game, I don't know that they make playoffs. I mean, uh, they, things were going. They finished blue.
0: eleven and five, and that was kind of the you know that
1: was the key. I, yeah.
0: I, I may have misspoke about that Browns game against the backups. I think maybe the Browns were probably in on the Colts loss, but I think the Browns like. I don't think the Browns went into Week 17 with a playoff spot clinched. I think they needed a win or help, even though it was pretty likely they were in. So 11 and five, you know, 11 and five was uh, 10. 10 and six wasn't getting you in either way. Like 11 and five was needed to make the playoffs last year. So if you, yeah, if you lose the poop game, which outside of being insanely entertaining on the field and the drama and stuff, Twitter was. Twitter, yep. the internet was undefeated for that game. It was so fun, but yeah, that 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 was that decent had decent chance.
1: Like, decent chance. Miami's in, you're out. If you lose that game, I forgot about and, Miami.
0: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and
1: that that was that was a sweat and a half. It was so fun, partly because I had so much on the Ravens at just awesome prices. Uh, and then we knew what was coming down the stretch, which were three just eminently win, winnable games against the Jags, Giants, Bengals. And so it was, uh, you know, they they head into the... Um, yeah, they won those games, but
0: like a combined 60 points.
1: Yeah, and they head into the playoffs with some momentum. And it, everything was, you know, things were, you know, it was like, yes, this is the blueprint the Chiefs used last year. Like, they came on strong towards the end of the year. They come into the playoffs with some momentum, and then the, the rest of it was history. Well, they had a very, very stressful win in Tennessee. <laughs> very stressful. And... This win was largely based on, not exactly on Lamar's play, not exactly on their scheme, not exactly. I mean, their defense both, was Both amazing. teams, the way they they're, decided they're, to play the game. Yeah, their defense, was, their defense was amazing. Lamar made a couple of key plays that he absolutely had to. And uh Mike Vrabel peed down his leg. And the Tennessee Titans lose. Baltimore advances with a 20-13 to 13 win that felt like it should have been a double digit win and it was only by seven points but that's fine um and uh they had to buffalo with a chance to punch their ticket to the afc championship game realize the potential that they didn't have the year before as they got eliminated early um and the the buffalo game the buffalo game there was what 25 mile an hour wind it was just a just a mess of a weather game the Buffalo Bills defense. Points, yeah. The defense had a great scheme for them, really put them in situations they did not want to be in. And lo and behold, they have a chance at the end of the game to tie it at the goal line, third and six, and Lamar Jackson threw the most backbreaking pick six of the entire football season that I remember. Is that a fair summary? Yeah,
0: and I think he got knocked out of the game too. Like that was next, the week where that was, was the that, week where it
1: was the next play he hit his head I think in the end yeah, zone right That was
0: the week where every every star quarterback went out with a concussion It's like oh my god this is this is like a full on thing. like that Will Smith movie is real like this is happening Yeah that pick six was something because it was I suppose it was like ten to three
1: It was ten it was, to three
0: it ended it ended seventeen to three I believe
1: It was ten to three and that was the end of the third quarter and they were going in for the game tying score and they had the wind with at their backs in the fourth quarter. So it was literally just like punch this in, take a tie game into the fourth quarter, and you got this, guys. Like that, like it was that was all that they had to do. And instead of tucking and running on third down and getting the easy touchdown, which we saw him do so effortlessly through the <laughs> last two years. Two years. Uh, instead, he makes one of the more haphazard reads, throws it directly at uh, Taryn Johnson, who was a nobody at the time, really hadn't made any plays of note for the Bills all season, <laughs> picks him off, takes it to the house. 101 yard interception return for a touchdown. And that was it. And that's a wrap. And at that point,
0: yeah, you're not coming back from that. Inter- just the way the weather was, the way the Bills' defense was playing, the way your game plan had worked out so far, it was over. And yeah, we, we, this one is a lot muddier. Because when we talked about the Browns, we talked about the Browns. It's like we had a really clear picture of like, here's what you need to fix, and you could probably take the next step forward. Little muddier for the Ravens, I think.
1: Absolutely. And then I want to ask you the same question you asked me about the Browns at the end of their campaign, which ended that same weekend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Was it a successful 2020 year for the Ravens? I guess they
0: got. They won. They won the wild card game again. It wasn't pretty, but they beat the team that ousted them the year before. In fact, they did it on the road. Yeah, that would have been because they were a wild card team, and Titans for the division champs. They won a road playoff game. They, outside of the pick six, I mean, they were very competitive with the Bills. It just doesn't feel as much. It doesn't feel as successful. Everything's so relative and success with this like the browns had been a, like the browns could have gotten embarrassed by the steelers and they still been like ah they made the playoffs and they were a joke for three decades so that's a big deal like it feels like that you know the ravens had the super bowl win they had those teams in the early 2000s like they've had a bunch of successful teams it feels like they needed a little more for me to be too excited about this like you, yeah you won a playoff game but they weren't impressive in the playoffs they exited it felt like it felt like they just did 2020 all, or 2019 all over again like it didn't feel like they took a meaningful step forward even though like some of the things lamar did with his legs were amazing some of the you know what they did despite yanda and stan it's, it's you know having those injuries and a retirement on the offensive line some of the issues they had on defense throughout the season the covid problems they had and they still you know they got there It just feels like, I wonder, I don't want to shit on the coaching staff. I like the coaching staff a lot, but what is wrong with the team once they make the playoffs? And yeah, I mean, looking at their offseason changes, do you think they did any enough to address? I mean, what, what, again, what is the main problem? Like the passing game has to improve. I guess your first round pick was a wide receiver. As we sit right now here on August 18th, their entire wide receivers room is injured, which isn't good. They well, did draft a good guard too but like what, what do you – I don't feel it like it's like some positional need that they need to fill in to make the next star step forward it's like how are how are you turning into the, a pumpkin in the playoffs constantly i don't have the answer i'm not a coach
1: <laughs> well constantly It's two years you you had one you had one absolutely everything went wrong against the titans and then one oh god you know one weather game where you were yeah, you were. Yeah, maybe that. It's a small score, sample yeah.
0: size problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, but a couple I, other but, things sponsor way they have all two AFC said, title games. Yeah.
1: All that said, to take a the, my, small step backwards, the question of was it a successful season is tough to answer because, on the one hand, you got a playoff win for your young quarterback, which should presumably be an important thing for the future, should help. Um, you know, you have a guy in Lamar Jackson that you can build a franchise around for years to come. You know that. But you wasted one of his prime athletic years without winning anything. And now there's two of them that have been used up, right? You're still on his
0: rookie deal. His rookie deal
1: but you're still on his rookie deal. But how, how many years are you going to have the most athletic player in the NFL with the ball in his hand on every single offensive down? how many more years are you going to have that
0: that's fair like it's not it's not Tom Brady or you know a, a prototypical pocket passer where it's like oh this guy is good look we we drafted a good pocket passer he can probably do this for 20 years if he wants to take team friendly deals and you know he stays healthy maybe we lose one year in there because of an early hit but like a guy who is so predicated upon his shiftiness his legs you know Russ has done it for enough years where you don't it's not like oh man he's 29 he's slow now but you don't stay that fast you don't stay that quick that quick twitch you're not going to be you know you're not going to be this running quarterback when you're 33. you know it's not a forever thing and it it doesn't just flip but the bigger question is like the rookie deal that's you know if you can get something done in the rookie you have so much money to spend in other places i think they you know they did address Obviously, it was like it wasn't a foreseen problem. Like the offensive line had, re- like you mentioned, Hall of Famer retired. Like to yeah, very no, like losing losing those two offensive linemen, it wasn't something like, oh, this is a problem we saw coming. Yet they did, they did go and address it with some things. They moved, you know, yeah. they made the they made the move to get Zeitler. They drafted another guard from. You know an SEC offensive starter in third round. Yeah, no.
1: In exactly in exactly the same way that the Browns' needs were obvious as as the face on your you know as the as as the face on your watch, they were very very obvious. Um, the Ravens' needs were obvious. They needed depth on the O line. They need to invest dollars in the offense, and they specifically needed to find more uh multi- more variety more types of receivers um in the passing game to help overall buoy the passing offense cuz the passing offense was not good last year it was below average in fact and they had the best the you know they they continue to have the best rushing offense in the NFL and it's not close it's cuz of Lamar um but you need uh you need to be able to do it another way uh in order to win in the playoffs by the time you get to the playoffs, there's a lot of tape on you. By the time you get to the playoffs, you're going up against some very good coaches, some very good teams, some very good personnel, some very good defenses. You need more. You need more multiples. And they didn't have it last two years. They couldn't Multiple. make. A, they couldn't make a. They couldn't make a play in the passing game. In in either, even against the Titans, you remember how bad the Tennessee Titans defense was.
0: Yeah, and they, especially in the in the secondary, and really, I mean, it was a few things. Like they just they didn't have the strongest receiving room. Like that just goes without saying Sammy Watkins kind of low key. One of my favorite moves in the off season. Cause that guy never gets into respect. Like can. Yeah. He's got a big fat ass and he gets hurt all the time, but like, <laughs> that's, Sammy that's Watkins, <laughs> a healthy Sammy Watkins. Sure. Is sure. like maybe good. their best he's
1: really good player. Really might good. Might be
0: their best receiver. All- and like Mark Andrews, if he can get back to what he did a couple years ago, two years ago really like he he had some issues brown Femme, dropped a Femme lot of right. balls if you go no, look Femme's, at like his dropper, right about Andrews
1: too Andrews had cement hands at times and yeah it was they, they, they times. had yeah
0: they had I believe they had if not the most they were bottom five as far as how many or top five how are we going to rank it as far as drops Andrews lots of drop brown tons of drops bring crafting Bateman bringing in Watkins I love Dobbins I love Edwards obviously I love Jackson uh, Duvernay not bad depth guy. He's not awful. If Andrews and Browns get to maybe moisturize those hands a little, make them a little softer, <laughs> some, stick them on those fucking gloves, and and they don't have as many drops, all of a sudden the passing game, the passing game, it's hard. You go look at it after the game, it's like, oh man, Lamar had a bad game. It's like, well, a lot of those were drops. Not a lot, but it just takes two or three drops to make a, a really decent game look kind of bad. Of and, you know, if, if the offensive line is improved, if they Again, it's always a chess match. Like teams dropped in the zone coverage; they weren't playing as much man-to-man against him. It was harder for him to beat that. And then you throw the drops on top of it. You throw extra pressure because the offensive line was hurt. Like, yeah, there were so many factors working against this uh, passing game. And the you know the thing is, like, if the the Bateman, the the Watkins, the offensive line, and some regression on drops improves, all of a sudden it's a very good offense again because you have a very good offensive scheme. You have a, a game, plan. it's hard to game, you know, you don't game plan for drops. You don't sure. game plan for, you know, just uh, some of the COVID issues. I a a lot of, a lot of things working against them. And so I will go back and say, yes, it was a successful season because okay. they were another team that fought through a lot. I think they played a Wednesday game. Like this was one of the they teams. that played had a Tuesday
1: weird, game and a Wednesday game. <laughs> weird,
0: weird yeah. scheduling things. That can't. I mean, just the, the the lack of continuity from a normal schedule messes with you. So, yeah, the the, the passing game, I don't know. Like everybody's hurt right now. That okay. sucks. I mean, we're still in week two of the preseason. But if everybody gets healthy and the coaches do what they coaches do, I expect the passing game to be better
1: okay um here's the here's the one problem there actually here's the two problems that i am worried about with the passing game uh i agree with you their off season was uh, through the start of training camp their off season was an a minus i thought they could have gotten they could have swung harder on one receiver they could have tried to make a trade for a true wide receiver one as opposed to still i suppose hoping hollywood brown becomes a wide receiver one um and but in the unluck, you know, the the bad luck they've had here to this point with Watkins Brown, uh, Brown missing all of camp to this point. Bateman's going to oh. miss the first four games with the groin. Uh, you know, they're they realistically, I thought Miles Boykin was probably going to get cut, and he might be your wide receiver one for week one. That's that's not great. Um, and so the you know where they swung for wide receiver to solve that problem to this point is not going well. Um, And then the other major factor is, can their offensive coordinator, Greg Roman, learn a new trick? Can he learn a new trick? Did you see the last comment? uh oh.
0: <laughs> they did lose it and like we joked, but we made fun of he arthur did. smith we don't know maybe david cully was the cog it was never greg <laughs> roman it was always david cully he was here i mean he was with a good uh, franchise this is you know i'm sure they looked at like what happened to this team over the last couple of years and that didn't hurt david cully's chances but yeah the Finish your thought. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, no. It's it, can Greg Roman learn a new trick? Guy has one general scheme. It's pretty straightforward how you defend it at this point. The, yeah. the coaches that know know. <laughs> like, there's not, you know, there. Obviously, uh, when when Lamar is playing at a 99th percentile, you're you're you don't have a chance anyway. But if he's not, if he's a little banged up, if his offensive line isn't cohesive, if his wide receivers can't create separation, there's a way to defend these guys. Um, and Greg Roman needs to come up with something new that we haven't seen before in terms of how to get more production out of this passing offense, and honestly, I don't know that he can do it. I mean, he's a great great running game coordinator. He's got a couple of wrinkles in his system that are just undefensible, um, but it is not clear to me that he can get the most out of this passing offense, and honestly, we might have seen... it's it, There is a non-zero chance that we've seen the best... Of the ravens offense under lamar jackson non-zero it's not high i think that i think the world of this player i i desperately want to see him yeah. succeed in the playoffs uh and i will be just it will be it will be like seeing Giannis succeed with the bucks honestly it'll be that level of joy that the collective feels because he is that well liked as far as you know just a, a personality in this league but I don't know that we for sure are going to see the, you know, if, if it doesn't happen, are you going to be suppressed? No. I mean,
0: I I see coaches fail at this more than I see them succeed as much as I like, you know, Roman, I like Harbaugh, I like everything there. Coaches fail at this more than they succeed. And that's the the truth. So, so it wouldn't be surprising, but if enough of these things work out right, like, the scheme becomes less of an issue if your number one receiver isn't dropping like 15% of his balls. If the number one draft pick your team works out and he was an, another. I don't think we understand how good Tyler Johnson was because he got drafted by a team that didn't need him. Like I watched a bunch of Gophers game. Go ask Thor. Like Rashad Bateman and Tyler Johnson were absolute studs. For a team that sucks, like Minnesota's never been a good team. Like they, and for years they were just a running back factory. Like it was fun having receivers there for a couple of years for the the local fans. But be yeah, a Bateman injury sucks. He could be a number one. He could instantly, you know. Okay. Like I, I don't think Thielen's the number one in Minnesota. Like you, you can be a number one instantly as a rookie. You can. not the, like these things happen, the injury probably greatly reduces those chances but if Watkins if Watkins or Bateman can become close to the number one if they have multiple like just you know three twos (laughs) that probably works too because it's better than what they had last year and yeah you need more out of Mark Andrews
1: okay what do we think about the offensive line with Stanley coming back and with the uh, investments that they made and particularly Ben Cleveland uh, of Georgia at offensive guard
0: and oh, yeah, they, they signed
1: Kevin Zeidler too. Oh, yeah, Zyler, no, they, I think the yeah.
0: big yeah, I, I was oh, to to that was Villanueva as well.
1: Oh, yeah, they oh, I forgot they traded Brown, they traded Still, Orlando Brown, who did a very yeah. capable job in pass pro. I thought, or actually, me, very capable job in run that's, blocking. That's my okay job in pass pro, yeah,
0: a lot of turnover. See, Orlando yeah. Brown is yeah, with the Chiefs now. We we'll get to them, you bring Zeidler very good, I think. Villanueva getting up there they paid him more than i was hoped to pay someone like that but he's he's been good his whole career i'm fine with that and then you draft yeah i, I probably get a decent i don't know if that was a steal i'm not a draft nick i don't do uh, a lot of these you know I, I certainly don't mock things out to the third round but they they like the guy from georgia and ben cleveland to get him at garden that that's the biggest part is there is again very little continuity really stanley was hurt But he's probably the only guy who's going to play where he played last year. Everyone else is kind of just moving around because they either didn't play here last year or um, Bozeman. Yeah. Bozeman didn't play center. Like he was, he was a guard. So he's probably moving to center and, and then you have a bunch of new stuff. So it either works or it doesn't like sometimes just mashing a bunch of, bunch of guys together, no matter how the names are, it doesn't work right away. It might take some time for this offensive line to gel I really like the, you know, the veteran presence, I guess, on the right side and Stanley's a stud. But if the Cleveland Bozeman thing doesn't work and you have a little bit of a problem in that left guard center combo, it could be an issue for my guy back there having to run around a little more than I like to.
1: Okay. Um,
0: Yeah. The Zeichner move I like a
1: lot. Yeah. I'm there. The... um... Offensive line should be better. And honestly, they can be coached up like this is a T is a very capable coaching staff. Very good positional coaches. They can coach these guys up Uh, whether or not it happens week one. We'll see. In fact, honestly, running game should be about 100% week one. Really? The passing game is going to be lagging massively. Uh, And so we're not going to get an answer to this question about this offense for a while. And let's look at the schedule and see if that's going to matter. Oh, my God, that's a lot of blue.
0: It is, it is a ton of blue.
1: They're only dogs in one game?
0: They're a good team. And, again, we said this, this whole team has an easy schedule. I'm looking at who their offensive line coach is. Joe D'Ala, D'Alessandres? That's a cool name, actually. Anybody who has a cool uh, apostrophe in their name is so all right with me. He was one of the ones who missed the game due to the – Oh, he actually just had an illness. He wasn't a COVID knockout, but he's played. He's been around. He's been all over the place. Even the CFL, a little Chattanooga too. So, D. Alessandris, I don't know anything about him at all. But uh, the offensive line, hopefully, under the rest of the the lead coaches, your head coach, your offensive coordinator, and the rest of the gang, they can get it together. And yes, the schedule, a lot of blue. In fact, there's a bunch you got the Detroit game, you got the Cincy game, you got the Minnesota at home, you've got Cincinnati on the road. You've got a bunch of those games where you're, you know, five to ten-point favorites. You don't count those now, but it does feel a lot better than being five to ten-point dogs. And really, uh, the Cleveland game where they have uh, Cleveland coming off their bye is their only spot where they're a dog. The KC game wouldn't surprise me to see Kansas City a favorite as of right now if you looked in probably as it closes especially if cleveland dispatches uh, uh cleveland if kansas city dispatches cleveland at home i don't think it matters how hard you beat the raiders you're probably going to be a dog week two even at home to kc maybe not a big dog but minus one minus two something like that so the the rough spots. you see any real rough spots just based on a couple? I mean, the back to backs, it's like it's about to get going to week, altitude. That's not yeah.
1: great. Week twelve to week fifteen is nasty. Yep. This team's gonna be battle tested. Really, week twelve to week eighteen is nasty. There's yeah, those are all coin flip games, but you gotta go Cleveland Pit Cleveland. Uh Cleveland's gonna be coming out there by for game two, which we talked about already then you got to go Green Bay, Cincinnati, Rams, close with Pittsburgh. Yeah, f- three of your four last four are at home. You got five, four out of five travel towards the end of the season there. That's not yeah. not great. And you you um, do
0: get a couple of nice advantageous spots against let's say tweener teams, teams that you're not favored by a bunch against, like good teams, but you're at home. Indy Monday night mm-hmm. football game. Indy could be good. The quarterback situation has to figure itself out. Obviously, we're not high on wins, but also Indy on the back-to-back-to-back road game, the third straight road game, that's a that's a bad spot for a team that's you know a, a four-point dog there. The same thing with the Rams. The Rams are a higher-end team in the NFC. We'll see how the quarterback situation works out there. We haven't got to them yet, but they're on a back-to-back. You get, uh, yeah, the Cleveland off the bye is a tough spot. The Chicago game might be a tough spot. It's at Chicago, not too late in the year. Fields might have his footing by that point. You get the the Miami travel game, the back-to-back Miami-Chicago. Uh, extra rest off by at Minnesota. That feels pretty good, playing Minnesota at your place. I don't uh, see any reason to bet that if that's seven. Yeah, and there's a lot of not wins. Not that. <laughs> there, there, there is a lot of wins. Yeah, yeah the, even – and even like, yeah, this, the Cincinnati game, they're on a back-to-back roadie there, the 10-point favorite. It shouldn't be a, that shouldn't be a doubter. So, I mean, a couple rough spots at the, the Cleveland-Pittsburgh-Cleveland, the fact that there's a bunch of road games in the last six, the back-to-back ending in Denver, but you have enough advantageous spots where you should be absolutely the favorite to win this division okay. just because he- you've, done this for enough years, you have a good coaching staff, and you've made the the necessary improvements to be a pretty decent team again.
1: Okay, that's fair. We got to do one thought exercise, though.
0: Oh, I like these.
1: Uh, Kansas City plays um, Cleveland and Baltimore week one, week two.
0: It's kind of like the Texans schedule from last year.
1: Kind of, yeah. Um, Week one, Browns are about a to touchdown dog. So if my in my opinion, that's an asymmetrical market shift in perception if they win or lose. Browns win, people think about them differently. Browns yeah. lose, they were supposed to lose. Nobody really changes their opinion. Okay. Week two, I think is asymmetrical negatively for Baltimore.
0: Yeah, you, that game's about a pick'em. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That game's about a pick'em. If you win, people are like, oh, cool, you finally got the monkey off your back. But you know, and Steve was in a tough spot. That was a pick'em. If you lose, you can't beat Casey. You can't do it. You lose to him every time you play. Him. That becomes a very solid part of the narrative around this. Do you team think the media would season. talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're not going to preview detroit baltimore tell you that much um yeah no that's so this is this is why i think it makes sense to bet the browns down you almost certainly only have you know it's either either nothing happens with that bet or the price co- goes down right with the ravens you could bet this price and it could very reasonably go up in two weeks yeah which means we should look at these odds and figure out the right time to bet the Ravens. Yeah, you're you're taking <laughs> a you're taking
0: a risk cuz there's a yeah. you know there's a non-zero chance that it absolutely goes the other way but uh, more likely more likely to go one way than the other I think. Yeah,
1: I mean if they if they beat the Chiefs week 2, they'll get some credit, but I don't know that the people are going to run to the window and bet them to win the Super Bowl. Not week 2. Right? There's not going to be an implosion on this price. Because it's a 50-50 game. They got the win, whatever. You know, I mean, if they if they if they rams, if they do what they did to the Rams, to the Chiefs, which I think is very low likelihood, then these prices move, right? But if they if they just go out there and give you their A effort and it's not enough, or it is just enough, then I don't think you see much in terms of the Super Bowl price moving currently 14 to 1. I don't think that's bettable. AFC Six to one currently. I don't think that's bettable. My fares on both those are a little higher. Um, to win the AFC North plus 110, that's not bettable to me. My fare for them to win the AFC North is plus 155. you um, not getting that price anywhere? Not right now, no. Uh-huh. Um, but maybe later this season you will. Question is when? <laughs> so this is all market entries still. I, and I don't even really know the answer to this. I don't, this isn't a big tease. I have the answer, but. It's it's not now is all I can tell you. No. Um, to make the and again, playoffs, so, yes, somebody did bring up. <laughs> somebody brought up yeah. that
0: Packers number.
1: Um, yeah. Plus we did five.
0: yank. We did five yank all eight. these. All these numbers are from like a month ago. We're just at a static point where everybody took a weird stance, and the Packers might not like. They took a midpoint between Rogers and Love. Like that number's probably three and a half now.
1: I'll look I, up what it exactly. I don't. I proper. doubt it's
0: like it's somebody Yeah, that's bettable at five and a half. Yeah, that's a, that's an absolute bet. That number. is I mean, they lunacy. might be still
1: hanging these. Who knows? I,
0: I don't know. Um, I haven't found it up anywhere. I don't know where did you get those from.
1: Uh, Westgate. Um. um yeah, prices.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I and mean, you're right. The narrative is there, and yeah, they, it's like a team has more to lose. Or you know, however you want to phrase that, and asymmetrically. Put it. I mean that. That's kind of how it's looking. So I think waiting on them does make sense.
1: Okay. Even though we think they probably <laughs> made their win total over and they're going to be oh. in the mix, and this is a wild card team. I mean, if you had to say um, what percent I, – I, okay, my largest, my largest probability for their outcome for this regular season is the five seed in the AFC, and it's by a pretty good margin. This team – most likely your best wildcard team. Double-digit yeah. wins. Just misses out on the division to the bronze. A team with a wild card team who would be the three seed if they just seeded based on
0: record. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah. Maybe they'll have a better record than the yeah. AFC South winner and they'll have a better record than the... Yeah, equal to Probably. or better
1: than the yeah. Bills, yeah.
0: Yeah, it'll be right on the Bills.
1: Yeah. Because it's a right. soft schedule. Yep. So, uh what if I want to make a bet on the Ravens right this moment? What's the right way to attack them? Player props. I got one that I'm absolutely floored is available. It's Shocker. Jeremy
0: Shocker. <laughs> Jeremy Shocker. Jeremy Shocker is not his name. Let me let me think about this now. Um and it, and somebody did say it's minus 3 now with the yeah, that makes a lot more okay. sense.
1: Fair. So um
0: a player, it's a player prop.
1: A player prop.
0: It's like Lamar rushing under.
1: <laughs> did no, they set that way
0: too? No. Did they set that way too high? I think I think they dial that back this year. I don't know because I I just I feel like they put that where everybody would. Oh, I'm bet the over in that. So you've got a player prop. Is it an award or is it a stat? Stat. It is a
1: stat. Is that for a player we have talked about. Ben We didn't really talk about there. We didn't even ben talk about Ben Cleveland defense. No, it's no, not Ben Cleveland. No,
0: it's not a Ben no. Cleveland stat. Uh, I'm I'm blanking. I mean, is it a is it a Dobbins prop?
1: Nope.
0: I want to bet Dobbins. I like that kid a lot.
1: Yeah, he's good. He's going to get a lot of yards. Maybe not a lot of touchdowns. Going to let some people down in fantasy. But yeah. Yeah, it's too much of a split there with Edwards. I'm I'm lost. You are have to
0: you have to call me.
1: What would you line? I haven't looked at
0: these prices, yeah.
1: What would you line Mark Andrews' receptions? Sorry, curiosity. I mean, what do you, was he 50-ish last year? Something he, was like that. Tar- he was targeted 88 times last year.
0: Okay, probably like, what, 60 catches then?
1: He was targeted 98 times the previous season.
0: And is, is his
1: receiving profit like the 40s then? No, no, no! It's sixty-five for Mark Andrews, and now you have an injured wide receiver core that's not getting mm-hmm. reps with Lamar in the preseason. You have uh, a oh man, 17th the seventeenth game frustrating ticket to hold. Seventeenth game? Why? Because he's going to drop so many? Yes, <laughs> he only dropped thirty passes last year. That's um, not so bad. Uh, but no, it, it will be a frustrating ticket to hold. But uh, he is going to get a ton, a ton, a ton of targets in this offense. I'm, yeah, he, I mean, he was on the field for 65% of snaps last year. Yeah. I don't see that being
0: any lower. I think, uh, didn't
1: they lose a tight end? They have Nick Boyle on the pup. I feel like uh, pup, they, I, I thought they, he was gone, so he's just injured. Yeah, they have Boyle on the pup and they have, um, uh, or they they traded Hayden Hurst to Atlanta before last season, so that was, he was yeah, that the other was guy, guy nice that was stuff. getting tight end reps. Brought in um, Josh Oliver. I don't think he's going to steal a lot from. So
0: yeah, I, I I can dig that.
1: Sixty five and a half.
0: Yeah, you got Mark the extra Andrews game. I think so he
1: stays healthy. Is, he makes that number.
0: I'll, I'll join you on that. That sounds like a fun one to complain. I can yell at you later <laughs> in the season when he drops like four in one game. No, he's going
1: to. You know what? He's going to get 10 catches against the Raiders week one on Monday Night Football, and we're going to have a good old laugh about the number with 65. That's the plan. He
0: was their red zone target leader
1: last year, too. Obviously. who else in mean, targeting? that kind
0: of goes well. I mean, yeah, it's like Marquise Brown turns into Julio down there, too. So, and that's not a good thing if you go back and look at Julio in the red zone. So, yeah. No. Maybe – what's his touchdowns? That's interesting, too. He had 21 red zone targets last year.
1: Oh, good question. I didn't look at touchdowns. Um, uh, is, oh,
0: we'll look at that up later. That's interesting, though. How many product. How
1: many red zones? Did you say 21? 21 red zone
0: targets. You know what? The, wow. second, the second most was Marquise Brown with 12.
1: Wow. Wow, wow, wow. How many of those were converted to touchdowns? Because he only had seven receiving touchdowns total. I can't imagine all seven were red zone. Maybe they were. Oh. I don't. I'm not sure on that. I have to look. Who had the most red zone rushes? Lamar.
0: Yeah, that was trickle. <laughs> he wasn't that far ahead. Like it's Lamar you know and then right behind him, Dobbins.
1: Hey, you know right what, there. Andy? You know what, Andy? Yeah. He had one. He had one too few.
0: One too few. That's true. That should have been a rush and not a pass.
1: Should have been a well, rush, not a the, pass.
0: The. Uh, the win totals a little juicy for the over, for my liking. I'm probably passing on that, looking to back them later, like we spoke about later in the season, getting in with them when we get to it, when their numbers become a little more reasonable after other teams show out and they have a maybe semi rough start to the season. Uh, so.
1: We didn't mention this, but there's another good reason to wait. Everybody's fucking hurt. <laughs>
0: That is
1: true. Humphrey's, the receivers my receivers will get healthy Jimmy yeah. Smith is hurt uh wide receiver the entire wide receiver room is hurt uh I'd like to see these guys get some reps, man I mean obviously we have a long way to go here before week one um but don't love the idea of uh this much attrition, although you know this these it cuts both ways when you have a bunch of injuries in training camp your your depth gets more uh first team reps. That helps you in the long term. Sometimes um, you just got to make sure that uh, these guys are ready to go week one. And uh, I'd like to see that before betting too much on these guys at this point, at least.
0: Yeah. All right. I think we're, we found a good spot on them. We're going to evaluate them during the season and find a entry position to add them to our portfolio. I almost hate it when people say portfolio, but I just said it too. So there we are. All right. That's the NFC. NFC central's opponent, the AFC North NFC central that's not a division anymore. The AFC North and what are we doing next week we, we mark I andrews thinking,
1: by the way before moving on mark andrews reset receiving touchdowns prop seven and a half juiced to the over minus 1. Uh,
0: uh, a Six six and a half. i would have bet i think i don't like that all right what do we want to do next week papa calls you make the call
1: afc west
0: all right he said afc west i was gonna give you the chance you weren't you didn't type fast enough oh, yeah pop- we'll end oh sorry Guy in the chat. No, I wasn't really going to let him. I was going to tell him, oh, we can't do that one. Oh, I, I couldn't you. remember what we had already decided. We are going to do the NFC West last. That's a really interesting division. But yeah, the AFC West will be good. Yeah, this was a marathon. We really we spent a half hour on the Browns. Like we should next Amen. year. We, we've had to turn these into few. Eventually, it's just going to be one podcast per team. This was we've
1: our best one.
0: Starting in June.
1: This was our best one. It don't, was very don't, good ma- don't make a mistake don't make any mistake about that yeah
0: it um, might take a couple it might take a
1: couple uh oh you support. know you run. know what we think about what uh we, now that we have a production team put these guys does it work.
0: matter anymore you can't be around on a thursday Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> are we even uh, doing thursday
0: Night football this year i don't know
1: yeah definitely uh yeah. i was gonna ask you uh yeah would be would it be worthwhile to go back and cut all the ones we did into individual teams and repackage them, repurpose them, remaster them, and repost them so people could just go, "Bang!" I want, I want, I want to hear the Steelers. I don't want to listen to hour of the Bengals. You know, and a lot of them. We have like 15 minutes of talking
0: about the Olympics too. Yeah, <laughs> we, we could, could cut some yeah. of that out too. Yeah, maybe, I don't we'll, think maybe we'll, but. We'll, we'll do some. Maybe we'll do some uh, single serve singles like they do, because right now it's a single on a B side. Ah, I like that. that.
1: I like that next time, next year, next year, we'll set a second recording when we're actually talking about each team and we'll have them all individual as opposed to the, uh, the marathon eps. even though this is fun. I love doing it this way. I don't want to, it helps my process.
0: No, I love these. So, all right. Thanks for joining us. If you're in the YouTube chat, hit the thumbs up on the way out. Don't let the door hit you. We'll catch you next Monday. We're gonna I guess I thought we were doing halftime. Maybe we'll figure something out. There's a lot of games. We'll figure it out. Obviously, I might just produce it. So hit the music.